Hey smart people, come on to my YouTube channel, Stanetta Money Therapist. Every episode that you hear my podcast right here, you will see me in the flesh talking about the same exact topic. See you there and don't forget to subscribe and ring that bell. Six years ago, my wife took nothing but an ideal and faith and turned it into a multi-million dollar business with multiple streams of income. As a woman possessed, she overcame all obstacles and created multiple streams of wealth that has impacted our family for generations to come. From mental health professional, to therapist, to author, to CEO, she is a constant reminder of the grace of God over her life. Get ready to listen to and take notes from Stanell, the money therapist, as she schools you on money, entrepreneurship, and life skills that was not taught. No more excuses. Wake up! Thank you, Tony, for that introduction. Welcome back to No More Excuses, Wake Up, where we talk about money, entrepreneurship, and life skills that was not taught. I am your host, Danelle Myers, also known as Danelle, the money therapist. This week, we are discussing, you already know, entrepreneurship. Yes, as you all know, I have a healthcare agency, A Second Touch. I have a contract with the Division of Developmental Disabilities, and I've been in healthcare for the last seven years. I had my agency, and when I first started my agency, I just had support coordination as a service. So for seven years, I've been doing support coordination. The end of 2020 or 2021, I added on community-based supports and individual supports, and I will go in to detail to what services that is in another episode, but that is basically hiring someone in the community or hiring a caregiver in the home to care for the individual or their loved ones. But today I want to specifically talk about respite because I also just added respite and behavioral support. Respite, honey, let me tell you, it is rewarding, but it was definitely something that I wasn't ready for when I when a services was needed from my agency. And sometimes when you're not ready, you have to get ready. And I got ready. Respite is provided to the clients that we have that are unable to care for themselves. It's basically a sh- it's for a short-term basis uh, because of the absence of or need for relief of the person who normally provides care for the client, the family member that is the main provider for the client is giving them some type of relief depending on what it is that they need to do. It may be a wedding they want to go to. They may want to go on vacation. It may be a funeral. It may be surgery. Whatever it is, respite is in a place to deliver in all those multiple areas. It can be, it depends on what the need is. So it can be hourly. It can be daily. It can be for one week, two weeks, overnight. Respite service is provided in many different locations. It can be in different settings. It can be in the actual client's home. It could be in a licensed group home, somewhere in a community that 
is an approved setting that can provide respite and it can also be in a hotel which that's where I had my respite at and I'm going to get into all of that because it was definitely a learning experience for me and it was definitely rewarding at the same time. Before I get into all that, so let me explain that when you have respite services, anyone that is doing respite for you, they are hired and they have to have fingerprints and they have to have drug testing and all those different things. It's called onboarding. They have to, depending on where your contract is with my contract, I have to make sure that they have certain classes that they do. It is computer classes. Just give them the logistics, the basics of what they need when they are out in the field and they are working with individuals, such a, a setting in a, a home setting, the overall foundation that they need in, in far as training. You never know what something is until you are in it. When you're in it, then you can see, wow, this is such a need. So I always knew what respite was. I never really was a fan of respite because I always feared it. And the reason why I feared respite is because I never really wanted the responsibility to have someone overnight. It was just scary for me to be in charge and to take on such a huge responsibility like that. So I did it on the service because people that I knew that have respite said, add on a service just in case someone needs it. You never know who's going to need it. And if you are able, if you do have the staff, then you will be able to help someone. So I added the service. I'm not knowing when I added on the service that not too soon that that was a situation. And in my situation, it was someone that needed emergency placement temporarily. Next thing you know, here I was. I did not I wasn't ready. I had one staff, two, I had two staff that was onboarded and ready and one was a nurse and the other one, of course, is my right hand man. To be honest with you, it was just something you just had to learn. It was a fight or flight. We did it and we did it as a team. Whenever you do something and you don't know what you're getting into, how do you feel, right? You get queasy, your stomach turning, and you just don't want to fail. And that's how I felt. I did not want to fail because I knew that these are people, these are people that in their lives. And in this situation, it was just unfortunate that this person needed it as soon as possible. So what I did was I found a hotel. The hotel was costly and I didn't know. It was definitely a learning experience. I didn't know at the time. And I knew at the time. Let me get that straight. I knew at the time that I can negotiate a business rate. I, I, I was just so concerned on getting this individual and I forgot to add. With respite and because I don't have a home for respite and that is something that I'm really really thinking about getting a home, a respite home, just specifically for respite for people that needs it. Because with this particular case, I saw the need. I see the need of respite even more. And it is really rewarding when you have great people on your team to help you. So in this case, I did get the hotel. This respite was for 15 days. I got the hotel for one week because I was scared. And the price of the hotel was it came to $1,640 with taxes. It was $1,800. And I know that is a lot of money, y'all. I get it. It is a lot. But when you are trying to help someone, it's not so much 
so much about the money, even though part of it is, it's more about helping the individual. So you can choose what hotel and very particular where I lay my head. So I'm not going to let anyone that is going to be in that's hired for this respite lay their head where I would not lay my head. So this particular case, it was a two bedroom and it was upstairs, downstairs for the first week. It, it gives the separation so that the client can still have the autonomy. Now, when you're getting a respite case, it is up to you. In, in my situation, I jumped and took this case because it was an emergency, but it is up to you on who you will take. It depends on the behaviors it depends on, you know, if they're capable and able to do for themselves. We do have guides and guidelines that gear and help and assist us to tell us exactly the blueprint of the individual and what what we are working with. So we do know before we accept any case, we do know exactly or we have a great ballpark of if this is something that we can work with. Now, many times you in respite, not in my situation for my first one, but many times in respite, you do, you can go and you should meet the client and a family and see if you will be able to handle the case and how you fit with the individual. In this case, it was an emergency. So we were all scared. We were shook. <laughs> we didn't know. We didn't know if the person would adapt to the staff member. We knew there was really no behaviors, but we really didn't know much because we didn't have the opportunity to have that meet and greet to get a feel on both parties. So it was scary. With respite as an agency, you have to make sure that you are providing food every day. I'm so grateful that my staff member had a company credit card. So that was really easy. And I was just able to increase what was needed as far as the hotel, food, entertainment. Yes, I am responsible as the agency owner to pay for everything up front before there's any reimbursement. I am so used to that because in my after school program, it's the same exact thing. You pay up front, you get reimbursed. It's the same thing. So that wasn't a, a problem for me, but I was grateful that the staff already had a company credit card. And of course, Jeannie, my right-hand man, I just, I love her so much because she is always there for me. Just took on a case because the, the staff that we have, that was the nurse, she was not able to take on a case because we all were not clear on a lot of different things when it came to pay. And I'm be honest, bottom line, it, it, it comes down to pay, you know, a lot with people. If the person do not feel like they're going to get the pay that they need or or whatever the situation is, you got to keep moving on as an agency. That's just a little FYI. You have to keep on because of responsibility at this point in an emergency situation. It's about the client. And unfortunately, with our first one, we was put in a situation or we took a situation, not put in a situation that was an emergency and it was time that we had to move on. So the case came in on a Friday and they needed this person on Saturday the next day. We literally had 24 hours to find a hotel and to plan. Jeannie had to pack had to get her family squared away and we did what we did like that's what we do with a second touch and we are family and we care about people 
And it's about the community first. It's about the clients first. It really is. So because Janie had the company credit card, she was able to get food. And I believe the food was, they went shopping. It came to $179. Remember, this is 15 days. And for the entire duration, they went shopping twice. And I think the next time it came about $80. And for 15 days, that makes sense because it's going to be a lot of cooking and meal prepping and not so much going out to eat. A respite, that person is responsible for cooking meals, making sure that the client is bathed, making sure that the client is the daily ADLs is completed accurately and correctly, making sure that the client is groomed, and then and then there is community. And so we have to make sure that the client is in the community for six hours. That is going to the park, going to the mall. In this case, they went shopping. You, you have two ladies together. <laughs> That's what happened. Going shopping, going to the library, just out in the community, making sure that the individual is not stagnant, the individual is not in the house, in the home or in the hotel, and that there is some type of community engagement that is going on. And that's exactly what happened. The client was in great hands and very well taken care of. Entering the second week, we moved into a different location, which was down the road. I knew to negotiate, so I did have a meeting with the manager of the hotel. I negotiated a rate. This hotel was twelve forty one. It came to a little over fourteen with taxes. So the total cost of the hotels for two weeks was around $3,500, $3,600. Again, that is expensive. Learning lesson, again, 15 days, That and that was a lot. We tried to find Airbnbs, but it was 24 hours. And we had to do what we had to do. We just did it. And I don't regret not one moment of it because what it taught me is although I've been in business with support coordination for seven years, there is another piece in the community that needs help. And it can be on a temporary basis. Just to be able to offer that was just empowering. It just felt like I was helping the community, like I was feeding the homeless again. This person wasn't really homeless. It was an emergency placement because there was a situation. But it made me feel when I was out there feeding the homeless again, like these people need help. They need food, period. They don't want to hear no sermons. They don't want to hear you preaching until you feed them. They need food and then they get a prayer. Basically, when I was feeding the homeless with my husband, Tony, that community taught us that. They want to eat. They're hungry. I just felt because I haven't fed the homeless in so many years, I just felt like, oh my gosh, I'm home. Respite just did something different for me. It did. And as much as I feared respite, although I did it because you, it's always good to challenge your fears, I would do respite again. And although I will only do respite again if it, it, it has to make sense, honestly, financially, because it is a company. In this case, this time, I did lose money, but that's okay. That's okay. I lost money because I took on something from the heart. I was not completely prepared to even have the time to really understand and get all the answers that I needed because it was something that I thought it it was an emergency. I just ran with it and did what I had to do so I don't regret it. Everything in business have to make sense mathematically. It does. And in this case, although it didn't make mathematical sense, it made sense to help the individual. 
to help. And will I do it again? I would. But you always have to, when you're in business, you have to think that it has to benefit the company because because I did lose financially and I, I did, I lost that the, what we thought we were getting as an agency, it turns out we didn't, and that's okay. So when I do the numbers, I lost about $4,200, but that's okay. It doesn't matter. The client was well taken care of. She was happy. She was fed. She was engaged in the community, and that's what we do at a second touch. And that's basically respite. Any of you that is interested in respite, you should look it up in your state and see if that's something that you want to, that's another way to help the community. And it's also another way to have a great business and a business model and helping the community. It's just another piece of helping your community. And I'm about community and community building, you know, with respite and you're providing in and out of home services again to in the individual's home or in a hotel or in a licensed home it all depends and you can get creative with respite too because i know someone that they have a home and that in their basement a a bed bedroom a bathroom it is an open area where you can play games and and entertain it's a really nice basement it's a really nice area it it feels homey and there's an indoor outdoor entrance so when you enter on that level you can enter and go inside and outside so there is a entrance and that is creative and that is actually one of the best ways to increase the income and the revenue in a business because you're not paying a third party, you're not paying a hotel. And people do have respites in their home. As long as the person have a bed, a bedroom, and there's a kitchen, people do have respite in their home. For me personally, I would not have respite in my home because, you know, I do care for my mother. I do have my daughter here that's still in high school. And I just personally, for me, wouldn't do it in my home. I'm very private in my home. But if I had a dwelling such as what I just explained to you, I think I would consider it. All would depends on who that actual provider is as well because again I am very private in my home but respite is something good if you are about people and if you're about community it is something special it is really something special helping people in that area and I never thought of it that way until it happened and I'm glad it happened all right y'all any of you that that is interested in respite I suggest you to really look it up in your state and google respite I'm not going to do that work for you google respite google your state always start with your state website of whatever your state is any department the department of children and families any type of department or you would just say respite in the state of wherever you are and even during this episode I did uh, just look up a, a state and respite is different in every state and it is needed. So if that's something that you're interested in, then and your heart is in it. I mean, your heart is in helping someone and not just about the dollars. That is something that you could get into to help the community and make sure that you do all your due diligence as paperwork 
and you can just provide that service. You don't have to be an agency. You can just provide respite to help the community. Just like when I used to work for a DIFIS that is now called DCPMP, the Division of Child Protection and Permanency. I used to have to take the children. Oh my goodness. I remember one time it was about midnight and I had to place a baby and it was a foster home and the individual, they were foster parents and, and it's not not that they had a business doing that. That was just a service that they provided in their home for the community. You have a choice of what age or what age group that you want to take. And in this particular case, the placement was for the baby and the mother. It was it was both because the mother was under the age of 18. I say all that to say you don't just have to have a full business and do all these different services. You can just do something like be a foster parent or respite. All right, I hope that helped you out. Go out there and slay y'all. Do you, no more excuses, wake up. Thank you for listening to No More Excuses, Wake Up. If you love the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes or Spotify. To learn more about me and my different agencies and what I do, go to stanelmyersenterprises.com. While you're there, check out Money Therapy Institute and watch my video where you will see me doing a little acting, showing you how I fought and kicked down closed doors. You can also click on Stanetta Money Therapist and get my free budget spreadsheet. And of course, you can email me at contact at stanettamoneytherapist.com. I'm also on social media on Facebook at Stanetta Money Therapist and Instagram at Stanel the Money Therapist. No more excuses. Y'all know what y'all need to do. Wake up. Hey, smart people. I have a three-month one-on-one personal or business coaching program. As you all know, I paid off $50,000 in debt in one year. I will teach you how I stayed out of debt using my burner method and personalized spreadsheet I created to fit my lifestyle and keep me on track. You will learn how to understand your money communication style using my financial treatment plan. Also, if you own a small business and you feel stuck with cash flow or feel disorganized, I teach business owners and self-employed entrepreneurs such as yourself to financially maximize your money, build wealth using your business income, and retire working on the business while your business continues to run, such as myself. You can book a call with me. The link is in the show notes.